welcome to Speaking Frankly. I'm your host, Janae Frank. This podcast is all about love, life, pain, and everything in between. Real talk for real people from a writer's perspective, done through storytelling, interviews, and plain old straight talk. This week's episode is called The Social Network. The Social Network is a movie that came out and it was all about Mark Zuckerberg, the founder of Facebook, how he created Facebook um, back in his dorm with his roommate, and it goes through the progression of how he became the mogul that he is today. And recently, um, as you all know, there was a whistleblower that came out and spoke out against Facebook. She worked for Facebook and she had some pretty defamatory things to say. Um, In the New York Times, there's an article that said this, Facebook has lurched from controversy to controversy since Mark Zuckerberg started it as a Howard undergrad, excuse me, Harvard undergrad, (laughs) that was a Freudian slip, in 2004. But the actions of Francis Hagen, a former product manager, have created a backlash and public relations crisis that stand apart. On Monday, she took her tightly choreographed campaign to build a case for the stiffer oversight of the social media giant to Europe. In front of British lawmakers, she painted a portrait of a company vividly aware of its harmful effects on society, but unwilling to act because doing so would jeopardize profits and growth. Um, Hours before she began speaking in London, more than a dozen news organizations published articles based on the Facebook papers, a cache of documents she took before resigning from the company. Um, This is a topic I've been wanting to talk about for quite some time because we are living in a time where information is instantaneous. It is just you shoot it out there and it's out there for the world. Back in the day, you had to put an ad, you had to do a bulletin, you had to put something in the newspaper, you had to advertise um, through the radio, through um, TV, television, and that type of thing. And nowadays, you can put anything out there at any time. For example, this podcast. I'm speaking to you right now, and this will be heard all around the world. I have listeners in Iran, Iraq, Switzerland, Dubai, um, you name it, Japan, all over the world, instantaneously, for free, on the Anchor app. And it's pretty fascinating, and it can be a really wonderful thing to get your word out there. But it can also be harmful depending on what you're doing, what you're saying, and what you're putting out there. Um, Also, I've noticed recently that I myself have had a pretty strong urge to keep checking social media. And it's getting to a point where I feel like it's addictive. And who in the world wants to be a slave to constantly checking Instagram all day long? For what? What are we doing? What is? What have our lives become? I mean, are we constantly checking social media for what reason? I read an article somewhere that stated that social media is almost like a drug. Um, It has these addictive 
qualities of almost going to like a casino and playing a slot machine. And so dopamine releases in your brain when anytime you check social media. And is it really making us happier? Is it really connecting us on a deeper level? Or are we feeling more isolated as a result? There's an article from the Addiction Center that states this, social media provides an endless amount of immediate rewards in the form of attention from others for relatively minimal effort. When a person posts a picture, they may receive positive social feedback, which stimulates the brain to release dopamine regarding that behavior and perpetuating the social media habit. So in regards to mental health and addiction and that type of thing, I think it can be very, very damaging. So people are thinking, oh, I'm getting this immediate attention. I'm getting this feedback. I'm feeling good about myself. But what happens when you don't get the amount of likes that you want, when you don't get the amount of comments that you want? Um, as confident as I am, and I'm a pretty confident person, anyone who knows me, friends with me knows I have a pretty good, strong sense of self and self-worth that my parents instilled in me from a very young age. However, I would be remiss to not state that I too have fallen in the trap of social media where you post something out there and it doesn't get the amount of likes or attention or whatever. And I've actually deleted a couple of posts before as a result. And how sad and how pitiful is that? If I like it, then everybody else should love it. No, but seriously, I mean, if I like it, who cares if people like it, comment, whatever. Maybe I'm trying to make a point. Maybe I'm feeling good about myself. I'm proud about something. Um, you know, you're highlighting your children and, or even with my business, with my podcast or with my blog, speaking frankly, and you only get a couple likes and you feel like, wow, are people, you know, not feeling what I'm putting out there? And then you start to doubt yourself when in reality, you know for yourself, hey, I put out quality work and I like it. And really that's all that matters. And so I think it's a very, very dangerous thing. However, the flip side of it is this. I wouldn't have this business if it wasn't for social media. Or maybe I would, but it would take a much longer time to get where I am right now. If I didn't have social media, how am I going to be heard in Singapore? You know, um, not saying that's impossible, but just saying that it would be a much longer process. So for people's businesses, for influencers, for podcasters, for people with blogs, for things like that, you can advertise for free. And so that is a wonderful thing. And so social media as a form of people becoming entrepreneurs and having different outlets to make money can be a very lucrative thing to have. So there are some positive aspects to social media. So let's talk about the different um, social media platforms that are out there. At least the ones that I have are these top one, two, three, four, five, top five. Okay, obviously Facebook. I didn't get on Facebook until probably seven years ago. And so I was probably of my family and friends, or not family, but friends, one of the last people to get on. Um, as crazy as it may seem, being that I put so much of my life and information out there on my podcast on my, and on my blog, I'm actually a private person. 
I know that sounds kind of crazy, or maybe not a private person, but I'm a person that likes to control the narrative of who I am and what I put out there. So even to this day on Facebook, I don't like when people tag me. I can't stand it. I have my privacy controls on, so I'm the only person that can put out anything of me. I want to always try to control the narrative, whether it's good, bad, or otherwise, I wanna be in control. I don't like when people tag me in a post, even my husband, I don't even allow him to tag me in a post. And so he gave up a long time ago. In fact, he doesn't even post pictures for my birthday half the time. He'll say happy birthday to the love of my life, but he doesn't even post a pic because half the time I'll tell him to take it down. I think I can be a very vain person and I've actually fallen out with a friend or two behind them posting an unflattering picture of myself. Um, because I want to control what's out there. Like I said, even if it's good, bad, or otherwise. Um, also, so the top five ones that I have are Facebook, obviously, Instagram, Snapchat, WhatsApp, and Twitter. Um, like I said, I got on Facebook in 2014. And the only reason I got on there is because I was selling this mascara. And that's the only way that you could sell it was if you joined Facebook. And so I took the plunge and just did what I had to do and I got on. And I gotta tell you, I was a pretty happy person. I didn't feel during that time where my husband and all my friends were on Facebook, I didn't feel like I was missing anything. I really, really didn't. Um, later on, it was nice because I was able to connect with friends that I hadn't seen since high school or college and you catch up with people and so that was really nice. Um, you actually feel like you have more friends in the world because you're connecting with people that you might not necessarily call on the phone, but you're able to follow their lives and see their kids' birthdays and their moms and dads and grandparents and all this kind of thing. And so you feel like, hey, I know this person a little bit better. Um, but conversely, you know, there's also a dark side to that as well, which we will get into. Um, the next social media platform that I want to talk about is Instagram. That's probably the one that I am on the most. Um, I didn't get on Instagram, I think, until 2016. So two years later after I got on Facebook. And again, I felt like I was one of the last people of my friends, uh, Generation X, and then definitely one of the last people for this younger generation. Generation, is it X, Y, Z? I don't know, Q, P, Q, R, S, whatever. This The one after or yeah, after Generation X, um, they were all on Instagram and had been on Instagram. I love Instagram better than I like Facebook. Instagram is more pictures and, you know, people don't go into these long diatribes on there and they're not going off on people and doing all this crazy stuff. Usually it's pretty simple. Not saying that people can't get off into some weird stuff, but for the most part, I just, I like looking into the lives of celebrities and following people that, um, you know, just getting to see the inside um, view of and the private life of people that you wouldn't probably ever in life have a chance to talk to or meet. I've actually <laughs> DM slid into some celebrities DMs before. Yes, I have. I have to admit that. And they've actually messaged me back. And it's a pretty cool thing. Um, in fact, I have two real housewives who follow me. Um, so if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's at Janae Frank 08. 
And yeah, so that was pretty cool. I've had a couple of people respond to me, celebrities, um, when I send them things. Why I do that, I have no idea why. Um, you know, I feel like I have something to say. I want to make a comment. Maybe I don't want everyone to see it. Maybe I'm sharing something with them, um, whatever. But that's pretty cool. So I really like Instagram, but that's the one that I really need to get off of is Instagram because I stay on there. Um, the next one, Snapchat. I feel like that's more for my daughter's generation. Uh, generation, is it? I keep getting confused. Is it Y or Z? I think it's Z. Uh, I think that's more for her generation. I have Snapchat, but I never check it. I don't even have the notifications on for that. So don't send me anything on Snapchat. I have some younger friends that send me snaps and I'll like check it two weeks later and I'm, I'm always late on that. They have some cute little filters or whatever, but for the most part, I feel like that's for the younger generation, younger than me. And my daughter says that she and her friends, that's their form of texting. They actually text through Snapchat. So they'll respond to you faster if you text them or send them a snap versus sending them a text. But I don't really fool with that and need to go ahead on and delete that. Uh, the next one is the WhatsApp. The WhatsApp is an app that you can text anybody in the world and it's the free app. Um, I think it's for people who are trying to do something slick and shady. I don't know, I'm just saying. Like if you don't want somebody to know who you're texting and who's texting you, that's probably a good app for cheaters. I'm just saying, I wouldn't know anything about that, but I'm just saying, I, I've heard some sneaky links uh, use the WhatsApp. So be mindful if your spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend has the WhatsApp, you might wanna check it, just saying. Um, and then there's Twitter. Uh, I had Twitter, now I actually had Twitter when it first came out and it horrified me, it scared me. Like the stuff that I saw on there, I had a friend who once said, Twitter is like the unconscious mind, the dark unconscious mind of people. And they're just spewing their hate and their depravity and just foul shit. I don't even have a better word than shit, foul shit out there. And so Twitter is, is a little bit hectic for me. So um, I actually deactivated from Twitter recently because I'm just never on there. So that's that on that. I want to talk briefly about um, the positive effects, though, of social media. So I'm going to run those down really quickly. Social media has many positive effects on education, including better communication, timely information, socializing online, learning, enhancing skills, making a career, among other things. But obviously it has the negative effects, which we'll uh, briefly talk about. A few more positive um seven positive effects of social media on society. Social media makes it easier to make friends. I don't know what you think about that, but I, I think that's true. Social media fosters empathy. I don't know about that. I don't know if I agree with that one. I think actually you can become more desensitized by social media, but uh, that's my opinion, speaking frankly. Um, three, social media allows for speedy communication. Well, obviously, duh. Um, social media makes the world seem smaller. It does. Like I said, I'm able to communicate with people halfway around the world. Um, social media helps you build relationships. True. And lastly, social media helps news travel faster. Well, yeah, obviously. So, um, so let's talk a little bit about the negative side effects. Um, negative aspects of social media are 
Multiple studies have found a strong link between heavy social media and an increased risk for depression, anxiety, loneliness, self-harm, and even suicidal thoughts. Social media may promote negative experiences such as inadequacy about your life or appearance. And just to speak on that a little bit, it's so funny how you know people have to realize the world of social media is 90% smoke and mirrors. Like obviously that stuff ain't true. Um, I think recently Notori Naughton, that actress who played on Power as Tasha, Tasha St. Patrick, you know, she was saying when she was in 3LW, uh, she did an episode of MTV Cribs and they rented a house. They had them rent a house and pretend that that was their house and they're balling out and they have all these things. And she said when they got done taping, they had to clean the house up and leave. Lord only knows what they were doing. And we've heard about so many, you know, artists, uh, music artists out there like uh, TLC who was broke, dead broke. And we're up here thinking these people are rich and uh, have these mansions and these fancy cars and all this stuff. And in reality, they don't have anything. So, I mean, how many people are really out there posting their true day-to-day daily lives? People are showing you the aspects of their life that they want you to see, the positive things. Um, Also, I know it can have a negative effect on young girls or even grown women's image, self-image of themselves. You see all these crazy curvy girls. Thank the Lord. I was blessed with curves on my own. Thank you, Jesus. But no, seriously, um, it's sad. It makes these girls feel like they have to have these big old boobs and big butts and little waists and do the waist trainers and these stupid ass eyelashes, which I cannot stand. Don't get me wrong. I like a good eyelash. I have some fake eyelashes on right now, but they're normal looking eyelashes. They are not fans. And, you know, these weaves and just all this artificial, it's just sad. It's like the movie, I'm going to get you sucker. I'm pretty sure a lot of younger people don't know what that movie is, but check it out. Anne-Marie Johnson in that movie, literally, (laughs) she takes this guy home back to her apartment and he's thinking she's this drop dead gorgeous girl. And all of a sudden she starts taking off everything. She takes off her wig. She takes off her contacts. She takes off her boobs. She takes off her butt. Then she takes off her leg. And that's just about what social media is right now is it's just smoke and mirrors. And so these young girls today and even guys looking out there, they're probably feeling inadequate. They're probably for the younger guys out there feeling like, oh, if I don't have this amount of money in my bank account or if I don't drive this BMW or I don't know, whatever, you know, are these girls going to want me? And it's just really, really harmful. When I was a little girl, everybody was riding around on their bikes or their big wheels, um, just having a ball. And the only way you were going to communicate with someone is if they called you on the phone. That's it. And that's all. I wanted to interject real quickly and speak really shady for a minute. I don't have Shady J with me today, so I'll have to take her place. Um, This is like a public service announcement to everyone out there, including my own self, because I need to take my own advice. Social media has gotten to the point where we have lost our etiquette. I mean, I have gone out with people 
and you're out having a good time, having dinner, having brunch, lunch, whatever, and people get on their phones. Don't get me wrong, I've done the same thing. Like, you know, somebody texts you, so you text back, your kid calls, you need to take the call, I get it. But what do you do? You say, oh, excuse me real quickly, let me text such and such back. Or maybe not a text, but, um, or if it's a phone call, oh, excuse me real quickly, I need to take this, this is my daughter, she's off at college, whatever. But how about have you ever been out and people just get on social media? You see them scrolling through Instagram while you're out. And you're like, for real? Like, am I boring you? Because I can leave. It's so rude. But that's the amount of addiction that I feel we have and the need that we have to compulsively check and see what's going on. It's FOMO. It's fear of missing out. What's going on right now? Or, you know, you you do a post and then you go out somewhere. And then what are you doing? You're not living in the moment. You're not present wherever you are. You're up there on Instagram, Facebook, whatever, checking to see how many likes you have, uh, responding to comments. And I feel like we as a collective whole are missing out on our real lives, not this virtual reality world, because that's what it is. We're missing out on the here and the now. And that's what really matters. So I just want everybody to be mindful when you're out again with your friends, if it's one-on-one, -on -one, even in a big group, be present with them. Put down your effing phone and pay attention. Be in the moment. It's important. That's my public service announcement one. So to wrap up this episode, I just would like to say to everyone out there, I don't care what your age is. I don't care if you're eight all the way up to 80. I think that we all as a collective consciousness are, you know, becoming addicted to the matrix, to the matrix of social media. And clearly after all of this stuff has come out about Mark Zuckerberg with Facebook and allegedly, um, they are really doing some nefarious things behind the scenes to control people and people just like sheep led to the slaughter don't even know what's going on. We're being programmed. And so I'm going to challenge you all and I'm going to challenge myself as well to if you feel like you have a compulsive, you know, need and drive to constantly check social media, start off like you're weaning off of a narcotic. I hate to say that, but that's kind of like what it is. Try checking it maybe three times a day, in the morning, in the afternoon, at night, and then the next day, twice a day, and then the next day, once a day. And then from there, try to go a couple days without any social media at all. Now, don't get me wrong. Make sure you check out Speaking Frankly, both on uh, the blog and this podcast. But besides that, give yourself a break. Get back to nature. Water a plant. Buy a plant. Pet your dog. Go outside, get in the sunshine. Those are the things that are really, it, it helps you connect. Call a, a friend on the phone. Actually have a real conversation and connect. It can really make you feel better. So I don't know, the social network, it, it can be a dangerous thing. It can be a beautiful thing. But the most important thing is to be mindful. So I'm gonna leave you with this quote and... Um, this quote is actually by David Jeter of all people. I don't, I don't know, but anyway, I like this quote. And it says this, be present enough to be missed. You don't have to be everywhere, nor do you need to be involved in everything. Be selective with your time 
and your energy. And so make sure you're taking time for yourself. You can waste hours and hours and hours just scrolling through social media. I feel like I'm at a point where I used to love to, I used to be a voracious reader and I don't even read anymore. It's almost like our brains are wired to get information instantaneously, immediately. We don't even want to read. We just want the information thrown at us. I mean, just think about some of the posts out there. Do you actually even read through a minute long post? It, we look at the picture, we read, ah, happy birthday, happy birthday, okay, oh, such and such did this, like it, love it, ignore it, move on. We, we're not taking time to smell the roses. So I ask you to take time to smell the roses. Thank you for joining me for this episode of The Social Network, and make sure to check out next week's episode. Also, make sure to subscribe to this podcast and check me out on my website, JanaeFrank.com. And until next week, bye-bye.